when when you guys were younger or maybe now in recent years did you ever come up with a production company name yeah it was super chai studios yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. i completely forgot i completely (laughs) forgot not that I don't think about you, Kevin, all the time. And Thank your, you. And your Thank effort. You I just, I, in my mind, they're like, it's a Kevin Cole joint. I know there's more than just you. <laughs> but yeah, we did make, make film do good, Chad. Oh, yeah. I love make film do good. Yeah. We both, Kevin and I have production companies. Yeah. I guess I guess I do. I guess I have an LLC. Yeah. Um, you have an LLC? I, yeah. I, I made one like 10 years ago. Um, Isn't that like expensive? Uh, it was nine hundred dollars. Holy but, shit! <laughs> yeah, but it was you know it's paid for itself back in taxes saved over the years. Mm. Oh, that's um, cool. Cloud Cloud Dad LLC. I don't think you guys. I don't know if I feel like I say the name. You have power over it. <laughs> uh, like it's like your true name. <laughs> like we're like we're pixies or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I took a long time to do it because I at least in in my um, college classes you had that thing where like everyone's a freshman year in TV production everyone's got like dreams of being Tarantino so everyone like like writing your crush's name in your notebook you just kind of write down yeah. your production company that doesn't actually exist manifesting <laughs> it yep yep you know uh, <laughs> what is it's the one from the office where Michael Scott's like great Scott or whatever it's great just... scott great scott productions is, was fantastic <laughs> yeah it's that kind of, it's cute it's cool actually i think it's rad if anyone does that's awesome but i had a i had a reservation about doing it for a while can i ask chad what is where does what's the origin of cloud dad because i've seen um, it for a lot of stuff yeah i don't know i think it was just a term for god i came up with that made me laugh yeah referring to <laughs> god as a big cloud dad it is very evocative for that i think of god of a father in the clouds for sure yeah it just it just made me it just made me laugh i was picturing like a, a tim taylor uh like you're praying to your, it. like getting down your hands and knees and being like dear cloud dad help me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just made me laugh, so I named it that. Uh, when I was in college, it was Concussion Productions, and I had a uh, logo with a moon man and a crater inside of him, and he was sad. Oh, um, did you watch Journey yeah. to the Moon and come up with that one? I actually did that before I saw Journey to the Moon and realized what I. So I should have said yes. I was a deep reference to that classic <laughs> original film, but no, I, I just, I just thought the name. Uh, I, I associate with head trauma, you know. <laughs> Back back in high school, um, when I was doing film stuff, I had my little logo uh, thing, and it was it was still super try. But the logo, I got my friend Brian, who did all the art in the Space Kings book. Um, he made me a a catfish with rainbow wings playing a bass guitar. Hell <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Wait, the, just just the epitome of like Kevin Cole energy is that yes. the idea? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, We're... it was just something really fucking cool. And I like that. I don't know, Super, super Try. Uh, I, I I change like the origin of like what the name means every time I talk about it. But like it that you're totally right, Chad. That energy of like doodling your production company and your logo and thinking about you know how it looks before the greatest film you've never made happens. Uh-huh. Or the uh-huh. game yeah. You've never made. Uh-huh. And like I, I see a lot of folks in the game sphere being like. You know, if you're doing a trailer, don't start it with your 
if you're if it's your first game, don't start it with your little logo or whatever, because no one knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And, don't, and that and that's like three seconds that someone might roll their eyes and click away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I agree. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, please. Well, I don't agree with it either because. Uh, I put my little Super Try logo in front of every single game I make, and I've gotten comments being like, man, when you see the Super Try logo, you know it's going to be good. And that makes me feel really Oh, I love it. It's like the A24 of indie game development. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Also, like, I mean, proof of concept, I think working in game retail in high school, I was like, I don't know who American McGee is, but he clearly must be important to put his name in front of his games. <laughs> like, like, and I still know who American McGee is. Yo, for real though, like American McGee made like two games, and people were like, Yeah, yeah American American McGee, American McGee. It's American McGee classic. It's you just put it out there. Just just put your name in front of things you do. American McGee did work on Doom, right? Like that's where. American McGee did, did he or I she believe, or they American McGee did yes they did work on Doom they uh they were uh, friends with John Carmack for sure but like even John Carmack wasn't going like was he I don't think John Carmack's like John oh, maybe he did what was that game he made that failed that was a big flop um Romero John Romero that's right it was Romero yeah. and Carmack were both Johns yeah. and John Romero was the more uh flamboyant of the two and was the one who yeah it was like all, all style big style man and John Carmack was big brain man they both had big brains, but you know, just put your name in front of stuff. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like you, you you make a nice dinner for someone, and you go like, "Hey, this is a Chad Quant dinner." <laughs> you did do that when I came out to L.A. and you made dinner for me. Actually, it was Heidi. <laughs> made, it was Heidi that made dinner for us. But you put your name on it anyway. I still took. I still put my name on. I took credit for it. Yeah, I thought it was really weird that you did that. I was like, I was like, this guy only worked on Doom. He doesn't deserve to put his name on this dinner. <laughs> I'd say if multiple people worked on a thing like a video game, maybe reject auteur theory a little and don't <laughs> yeah. just put your name yeah, on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like using Super Try as a collective for like when I work on something with my friends. I've made other games and put them on. There's a secret like itch Kevin Cole channel <gasps> where like I put like my. Really I never weird heard. Shit. I never heard of this. That's where Kevin yeah. puts the filthy shit. That's where he puts like the, the dirty. Is that game. where the adult That's- games are. Yeah, that's where all the porn games is. That's that's where the hentai clickers are. Uh, uh, I think there's a D and D five e like race generator thing that I mm-hmm. made. That's really stupid that I love, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just stuff that isn't really games. There's a podcast I did once on there. Like it's just a weird repository of stuff that doesn't Fun. belong anywhere. I love and that. And that doesn't have the super try name on it. Super try is when I do something with other people most of the time. Oh, I love that. I think it's a great way to go about it. Hey, speaking of American McGee and PlayStation 2 games, uh, isn't it wild that we've got this Evergrace sequel out now called Elden Ring? (laughs) (laughs) Evergrace, anyone? Anyone? I'm trying to recall if I remember Evergrace. I'm quickly Googling. I felt like I was running on like a bunch of falling platforms trying to keep up with your train of logic there <laughs> as you were going. We have referenced this game on the podcast before because I remember I remember this cover at Game Crazy. We yes. talked about it on Goosebuds. Well, yeah. th- is this pre Kingsfield or post Kingsfield? This is post. This is during Kingsfield. This during. is post Kingsfield because Kingsfield was the PlayStation One. Yeah. But I think the Kingsfield we got for the PlayStation 1 was like Kingsfield like 5 or something. Like yeah. they didn't release a whole bunch of Kingfields. Kingsfields. Fields of Kings. Kings, Kings plural. The Kings putting his name on the field. Yes. Yeah, what did that king ever do? Well, some bad stuff. Some bad stuff. <laughs> some bad stuff I, I and we had to but had to be rectified and that's why we entered the field. 
Do you know when your catacombs are full of slimes and living plants? <laughs> <laughs> you done fucked up as a monarch. Like, you got some administrative issues. I love that issues. Jeff Foxworthy joke structure. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you might be a, a bad king. <laughs> you might be a feudal lord. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kevin, welcome to joining us all. We are now, the Goose Buddies are all elders. Deep within all Elden tarnished. Ring. We're all tarnished yes. now. Oh, tarnished. God, I'm tarnished as fuck, boys. Yo, how about that opening uh, speech? <laughs> oh, God. The I, loathsome I dung eater is the best line read. When he said dung eater, I was like, are we serious right now? Like, I was like vibing to it, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, what? Dung it's all eater? over the place. It goes from like the mysterious gold face. I'm like, okay, the so it's like a mask. Bond villain or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And then and then going to poo poo caca eater. is like, what is going on in this game? <laughs> And then I don't see any of them for 80 hours in this I fucking thing. I know. <laughs> and, the, and the one time, like, the first time you do get to see Lonesome Dung Eater, he's just like, fudge off, you fuck. And you're like, okay, bye. Thanks okay. for talking to me. But do you, like, do, do you literally, like, I was like, do you literally poop? Um, no, he's he's just a, well, maybe he does. He's He defiles corpses is his thing. He just is... A, he's a troll. He's a stinky stink man. Yeah. He, yeah. He's a troll who hates the world and he wants to uh, just fuck up everything until everything is defilement instead of order mm-hmm. is his whole jam. I, I have 140 hours in Elden Ring at this point mm. and I have no idea what the hell is going on. I am that <laughs> Tim Robinson. I think you should leave sketch where he's driving the car. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't know how any of this works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm just a guy running around. I don't know. I have a, I'm Humbert, the big nose. That's fine. Cast <laughs> magic. That's fine to be that. That's how we all are, Chad. That's life, is, is to be like that. Uh, I've been rocking that samurai. Me for, too. For about, I think, 40 hours now. It's yeah. I dope. I kept getting new stuff, even armor, and I was like, that stuff is good enough that I got on me. It's not going to be better than this. So Yeah, sam- Samurai starts strapped. The the only upgrade I made to the Samurai kit was I found a second Uchigatna, and now uh-huh. that's, that's yep. in my other oh, hand. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> Am I basically playing as a Samurai? Yes, I'm like, you are, I'm all Chad. Chad. Um, intel- intelligence dexterity with double katanas. Like, nice. I just got the magic katana that you have, Chad. Uh, Moonvale? Fi- yeah, I, just f- I finally respect for that, and I am basically playing the same build as you at this point yeah you're just, i'm just virgil from from dmc and then whenever someone gets too scary i step back and throw rocks at yeah, them yeah you throw a couple rocks are we are we all doing a fucking samurai build i guess so i, I started as astrologer which i was like cool yeah you came from the other side yeah <laughs> and then and then i yeah i immediately just started like well i guess i'll just get these cool swords that let me shoot magic yep yeah man yep oh dude the moonvale magic it, it rocks I, I, I have this weird vibe where, like, if I read through the Reddit for Elden Ring, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of people, like, trying to gatekeep how you play both from software games and this one. Like, don't uh, don't use summons or, uh, like, uh, Moonvale's uh, uh, busted. Uh, uh, don't uh, use, like, uh, uh. it's a it's a solo player game, guys. Like, it, what? Don't even listen to I, it. Don't even, that, yeah. I, that, like, that, those were the people that made me not play any of these games for 10 years. Yes. So, yeah. yes. so fuck all of those people. And I'm going to play the game how I want to play it. And I'm having a great time. And I love these games now. Yeah, this is the most like marshmallowy, luxurious FromSoft game I've ever played. Like mm-hmm. compared to everything else, like all of these little things being like, yeah, just keep going. Where like you can do summons or like you can, uh, <laughs> there are some skills that do like insane amounts of damage or you can do all your fights 
on the back of a horse. Like it's yep. it's so good. It's so I, fun. I, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast already, but I was trying to like explain to someone, maybe you, Paul, why like I had bounced off of every every Dark Souls game mm-hmm. or uh, Demon Souls every time. And versus this one that was clicking and it's like Dark Souls to me feels like I'm playing a game where the DM hates me and like it's DM versus player. He's going to punish me. Oh, you opened a door. That was an orbit disintegration. You should have realized. <laughs> and Eldering feels more like I'm playing with a Kevin Cole DM who's like, yeah, I mean, here's the objective. But like, if you guys just want to go to like space fazolis and fuck around, I'll I'll play ball. Uh-huh. But, you know, it still has that angry DMness to it. But I I feel like. I it, I like it when I, when that happens. It's never it's never a punishment when a bad thing happens to me. I'm always like Same. delighted at, that it tricked me because I'm like, oh, now I get to go back there and know what the trick is and dodge it and yes. feel smart and cool. And my stuff's right there, so I'm just gonna grab it anyway, and it's fine. You know? Yeah, it's it's a jovial prank, right? In in most cases, <laughs> in Elden it's just Ring. a prank, bro. Or as yes. uh, as yeah. a character from this book would say. <laughs> As a character from this book would say, oops, oops just joking. Just joking. <laughs> oops, just joking. That's a hell of a segue. Let's talk about this I don't this know. Book. I mean, you know, if you want more Elden Ring talk, we're going to talk more Elden Ring on the next Camp Goosebuds. We're doing it now. Now that Kevin's mm-hmm. in. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And if you, don't know what the, if you don't know what Camp Goosebuds is, by the way, I'm Paul. Hi. Welcome to Goosebuds. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, I'm, shit. Hi, I'm Chad. <laughs> hi, I'm Kevin. And this is Goosebuds, a show where we read Goosebumps books and give them the hard-hitting adult critique they deserve. Uh, and we have a separate show. This is a, this sh- this show is brought to you by Patreon, and we have a Patreon-only episode of the podcast that comes out once a month called Camp Goosebuds, where we talk about whatever we want. And this month, it's going to be Elden Ring. Yeah, most likely. Most likely. Also, yeah. uh, Chad, you've been organizing some of our uh, patrons in the Discord with a uh, oh with yeah. like a Elden Ring channel. Lately, oh right? yeah, let's sh- let's shout that out real quick. Is that if you if you are playing Elden Ring at all, add the password to your multiplayer passwords. Uh, Goosebud, no caps, uh, singular Goosebud, and you will get like rune bonuses, and I think more likely to see like summons and ghosts and everything from our group. It's uh, it's cool to be like someone became an Elden Lord, or you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a nice. Little I was I was like, what are these new death spots? And then I realized it was from yeah. our it was from our password, which was cool. Yeah, that's if really you see neat. someone panic rolling, it's probably me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what Humbert looks like. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've seen Humbert. I spot. Face. I spot He's... Humbert. <laughs> I spot him from a mile away. What's your what's your what's your character's name, real quick? Kevin. Pa- Paul, you go first. Mine's embarrassing. <laughs> Mine's Pitsu, who pe- who petteth the cat. Oh, you did Pitsu. That's so fucking I, awesome. I did Pitsu. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mine is uh, Washizu because. He's the he's the he's Macbeth in Throne of Blood. Fucking sick. Fucking sick. That's sick. That's not embarrassing. That's That's fucking cool. I like that a lot. I was like, I can't give a samurai a non-Japanese name. That'd Mm -hmm. be kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, my guy is definitely like a mall ninja. Like definitely just a white kid (laughs) pretending. Which is true because you were an astrologer that moved over into samurai. I was an astrologer and I got a cool katana sword and I couldn't stop waving around. Dude, Washizu is balding. He's got a mustache. He's got debt. He's got like bags under his eyes. Yep. He's tired. He's a he is like a dirtbag samurai, and I love him. He really is, and he gets real arrows shot at him. Oh. <laughs> 
You know, that's why he looks so scary. Real scary ass arrows. Throne of Blood is great. Maybe that'll be a future camp episode. I would love that. I'd love to watch that Ooh. again. It's an incredible yeah. movie. Should we should we talk about this this piece of shit kid? Yeah. yeah. So imagine my disappointment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> imagine my uh-huh. disappointment as someone who's all about uh headless oh, beings. I forgot that was you were real into the headless horseman mythology. I love mm-hmm. that shit. I love um uh cephalophores and like mm-hmm. other like headless archetypes in fiction. I love how like these ideas appear all over the world. I did like a uh fifth edition uh homebrew yep. uh D race that's just you can be a headless hero oh that was a really cool idea we should link yeah. that in the description of this episode yeah That'd be a great thing to add i i love uh i love the little headless uh mythology that we got going on on this planet that's and, cool and then this book takes that mythology and uses it in the worst ways possible there are some interesting like like themes that show up in other headless like uh folklore but mm-hmm. huh this is a weird one, just tonally. I feel. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't. I. I didn't hate this one. I got to be honest. But really. It, it just sort of left me kind of. Uh, okay. I did not like this one for the first fifty pages. Then I was like, okay, and then it ended, and I was like, no, I hate this one. Yeah, yeah, real bell curve for me too. Yes. Hate, hated the beginning. Hated this kid. At least he had a. And then, okay. Uh, once they jump the ravine, which is maybe now a, a literary term. Yeah, it's the, it's the jumping of the shark for books. Uh huh. And then when they jump the ravine back, I'm like, no, I don't like this again. Um, <laughs> the other side. I, I like the other side of the ravine. Stay there. Stay on that ravine. It's also a. Di- this is like three different books. It feels. Yeah, like. this has some gross out in it as well. That seems pretty extreme. It has some extreme overall. Some very extreme stuff. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Headless Halloween, a Goosebumps two thousands book by R. L. Stein. An R. L. Stein joint. Um, he put his name there so you know it's him, but it's uh, it probably wasn't him. R. L. Stein was clearly tired of writing gently flawed one note protagonist <laughs> and decided to write fully a flawed sociopath asshole to get punished which is yeah, pretty is cool this, is this the worst kid we've ever yes. encountered easily in a goosebumps terrible book? easily the worst kid all my homies hate brandon plush <laughs> that's right brandon his name is plush. his name is brandon plush and the first page what was his what was his introduction his name was like my name is brandon plush i love to fuck what was it um <laughs> uh, make him scream is his is his ta- is his little motto for life he loves nothing right. more than scaring kids just to scare them and i feel like I feel like we all knew a Brandon Plush or someone who's yeah. on the Brandon Plush newsletter. Yes. The only time Brandon Plush feels alive is when someone else is terrified. The, it, mm. To quote Brandon Plush, it's so funny. True panic. It always makes me laugh. He says he has a cruel streak and he got it from his dad. A surprising amount of self-awareness from a sociopath. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The dad's also not in the book at all. No, he no. just mentions it, but then like mom doesn't like it, and my 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 siblings don't like it, but my dad and I got it from him. Too bad he's in the state penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too bad he's in state prison. Too bad he's in federal prison. Yeah, there, there are a few there are a few words in this that are repeated that I find interesting, and one of them is cruel or cruelty or something like that. Uh-huh. Like Arl really wants to drive home the fact that this kid is a piece of shit. He's cruel. He's bad. Yep. You're right too. He's a, he's a, he's a sociopath. I think he is the yeah. actual definition of a sociopath. Multiple times, I am assuming the author was aware of this. 
Brandon deals with an interaction with another person, be it a family member or a friend. And like Patrick Bateman will just like, he'll say the thing and to diffuse the situation. And then in his internal monologue, explain, oh, I always say this one thing because it's what makes people stop bothering me so I can go back to being a terror. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned if I say I'm sorry that people usually let me get away, let me go. Like, or what? <laughs> There's no genuine exa- remorse Yeah, the exact quote. Whenever I'm in major trouble, I lower my head and mutter sorry as softly and sincerely as I can. And that's usually the end of it. I like this as far as a direction for a character. He's not fun to hang out with. He's, in fact, like, terrible yeah. to be a perspective character. But I, I like that RL has a direction this time. Like, right, yes. I like that he started with more than just a title. The title barely interacts with this at all. He just kind of slapped this title on this concept. And he's like, these two things fit The only together. reason this thing is called Headless Halloween is because, like, if this were a video game, that would be the move that the character does to get out of every situation that it's in. <laughs> That'd be his witch time. It's the main move set. Yeah. And you can't call the book asshole kid who gets what's coming to him. <laughs> or or does he? I mean, you could have done something with like the ravine of, I don't know, uh, Raven's Ravine. Raven's is Ravine is cool. Better, yeah. yeah uh, as it's called in the book. But yeah, this is definitely to me a title first story second. Right, right. So to set the scene, Brandon Plush, who will always be yes. referring to fully as Brandon Plush, never just Brandon. Brandon Plush. Brandon Plush. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves to scare people. He likes any person he can find. He scares them, and it gives and it gives him a boner. And yeah. he says the one time, <laughs> the one time he scares his sister so hard that she throws up her entire dinner, which yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> he also uh babysits he is uh the worst babysitter i've ever Absolutely. had where he 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 likes to go over and doesn't do anything else but scare the kids he's babysitting included at one point he's like i'm telling him a scary story and while they're scared he goes upstairs to get his bag he brought with them with masks and tools mm-hmm. and i just liked picturing the time where he shows up originally the parents like all right so you know i have the bed at eight what's that knack you're bringing with you what's that whole army army bag oh this it's just babysitting tools cool great no questions we'll see you <laughs> great like, questions you've never scared our kids before good night good night like he gets caught and is just he feels no sympathy after his parents are like yeah so um you're fired uh ah, well <laughs> Time for new victims. <laughs> and he knows he did wrong because when he gets fired from the from the babysitting job, she, his mom approaches him and is like, you know what you did, Brandon Plush. You know what you did. And he goes, yeah. oh, uh, she forgot to pay me and I need to go back. Like he like knows that he's in trouble, but he tries to like deflect and and uh, and lie his way around it, even in that moment where he's been fully caught. You know how people act on the Internet? This guy just does that. He in does it all the time. <laughs> Yes, yeah. He, he, he is posting anonymously in real life, even though everyone knows him. <laughs> His only friend is Cal, uh, who is seven feet tall and 3,000 pounds or something like that. Yeah, it's two tons. A- two tons of, of bully. Yep. Two, two tons of bully and says the word, uh, responds to things. I took a count. Responds to things with just cool mm-hmm. eight times. Mm-hmm. Eight times. Wow, seems... I don't know if that was a joke of RL or just forgot that he had already had that character say simply "cool." That cool. feels low. Eight feels well, low. It, feel it low. was low, but we got to remember that he it was it was really racking up as I started keeping count. And then 
Cal just kind of leaves the story very right. quickly. Right. Yeah, um, he's only there for like a third of the book. Like <laughs> So per page, there's a lot of cools being dropped. He does drop like three cools on one page, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's like one cool every four pages. That's a lot. You're right. He's right. That it's a decent amount. Yeah, per uh, page. It's a lot. It's pretty good, uh, but it felt great. it felt like more. Uh it, yeah. <laughs> so Brand- Brandon Plush te- tortures everyone. He when he makes his sister vomit, his mom is upset and cl- has <laughs> she to clean. Makes her throw he, up. he has to clean them. He has to he really made her she had to clean up the vomit. Her his mom did. And he came up with his his art, but way before it's just a prank, bro. Oops. Just joking is what he says after every horrible thing he does. Oops, just joking. This is definitely a uh, a YouTuber, like a Vitaly pranker. Like, I'm going to go to the beach and jump over people, and it's on you if you freak out. Right, right. And, like, so we meet we, we meet his family. We meet his, uh, I don't know, like, some other kid named Vinny. I don't even know where the hell like, Vinny was from. Maybe he was a cousin or something. Yeah, Vinny. It's Cousin Vinny. Cousin Vinny. <laughs> cousin Vinny. We, we meet Cousin Vinny, who he also likes to scare. Uh, and then we meet the kids that he likes to babysit and scare. He does that by uh, telling them the story that it's a really fucked up story. He tells those kids. He tells them that their house was haunted because there was a ghost that lived there that killed two children. Well, killed one child <laughs> at just the same age as the children he's telling the story to. And the other child fled in absolute fright. Uh, and then the parents were so distraught that they sold the house to the current parents of the kids he's telling the story to. Yes. yes. Pretty fucked up. And now not to and not to be a uh, nitpicker. Something that has always bothered me with any of these like let's tell a scary story to a kid. Uh-huh. Whenever it ends with and then all of the characters died, my brain always goes to, well then how did you know about it? <laughs> right. And I just feel like there needs to be like there's always needs to be a survivor in the story or like the reveal like and it was me or what or something right. to like right. make the whole thing feel real to me right you every <laughs> every villain knows that you leave one survivor behind to tell them what happened here today this is the problem of having a perspective character that is meant to be hated that is also you're telling a story th- like they're yes. also a storyteller so like you can't make them a good storyteller because that would be a virtue for that right. character <laughs> right. so you just i don't think we should have made him tell a story at all no and you can't have brandon plush tell a better story than the book you're reading because then you're just mad at the book then you then you're right. mad at the book and brandon plush is out is showing you up and you created brandon plush <laughs> So, so Brandon's signature move, the I guess the closest thing to the title of this book, yeah, is that he'll tell about a headless character. I think he tells it in the story he tells to the kids' yep. babysitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I may, again, if I'm just getting too caught into the weeds on it, but I was really thrown by the description of he'll put a mask on. Mm-hmm. Yes, not a haunted mask, no, a mask, regular old mask. And then, although it is a one of a kind mask. He's, he makes sure to let us know <laughs> that the person mask. at the shop who uh, was selling it to him, the salesman told him it was a one of a kind mask and he bought that line and he ran with it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely just a Michael Myers or like a, a, a Ronald Reagan mask. And he doesn't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> he he his big trick is he puts the mask on his head and then just pulls it off his shoulders with his head in his shoulders. Right. Yeah. I am headless. I, I just didn't see how the illusion ever worked. I don't know. Yeah, this wouldn't have translated very well. You need like a shoulder padding sort of like system to like cover up your head. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, 
I, I'm with you, Chad. I'm not seeing the illusion myself here. Yeah, I, I'm with you too. Uh, maybe on this side of the ravine, people are a little more gullible. Than <laughs> his his targets else. are very young with the headless thing. That's They're true. Usually pretty young, but he uses it but later <laughs> to scare a real ghost. That's well, right. I think he just kind of pisses off a real ghost. That's like he, true. He seems yeah. really insensitive and mocking when he does it to a real ghost, but he does it to other bullies and he gets his shit kicked in. Yeah, so. that's true. They do see right through it. I did a pre- yeah, because I'm picturing like a deflated balloon sitting on top of someone's shoulders, badly cropped in. Like when you're a kid, you're like, "Oh, I'm missing an arm," and you put your arm in right. your like shirt, but you can still very clearly tell there's a shoulder there. Like I just don't think the illusion works at all, but. Mm-hmm. For the sake of this story, that is Brandon's signature move is the is the old headless. Right. And and, and to the point of this having many tones, as we said, like we'll we'll get through them. Oh god, we'll get through them. Brandon Plush <laughs> lives in a very real world, enters a very crazy world, comes back to the real world, which has now gone very crazy, and then the real world becomes very normal again, and then it becomes crazy again. <laughs> It shifts tone a lot. A lot. Uh, Let's step on the gas a little bit. Yeah, the first real prank, the sick acid prank he pulls off. Yeah. (laughs) So fucked up. It's like a real thing. I think people did in the 90s, too. A real thing of throwing acid on folks. Like, that's a terrible attack. It happens all the time. It's fucked up. Uh, Yeah, he, he pretends in school... To run up to a random kid from the chemistry lab, I believe, and mm-hmm. say, watch out, it's acid, and just throw it on their face. Yeah, Beaker's in arms, uh, going down the hallway, decides this will be a funny joke. Says what you said. Brandon Plush says it, out loud. And the kid screams and curls up in a fetal position because he thinks he's got acid all over him. And and you know what? A, a teacher miraculously is there to witness it and uh, lay, like throws the hammer down on... Plush little baby, Brandon Plush. Yep, it's it's Mr. Benson, right? Mr. Mr. Benson, Benson, aka Mountain. The Mountain. The, they call. They, yeah. How does how does Brandon not think this guy is cool? This he guy sounds is cool. This guy is big and strong and cool. Like they, and yeah. like and he's like every all the kids call a Mountain behind his back. They're not calling him that behind his back, Brandon Plush. That's a cool name because he's awesome. He has long hair and a ponytail. <laughs> He has he has dogs. Uh, he drives a he drives a van, which for some reason is used by Brandon as a ha ha. He's too big. He needs a van. He's a fucking cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool he's a cool giant man. I don't know why. He's a big big man with a big big heart because yes. he's trying to correct Brandon and defend the other kids from him. So he's trying to teach uh, Brandon the empathy song a little bit. Yeah, you know, just kind of take his time up. He's like, geez, this kid. This kid has too much free time if he's going around scaring folks. Maybe I can channel that energy somehow. Right, and he tries. He tries to put him to work. Right, he's like, he's like, yeah. uh, he's like, you're gonna clean up the, you're gonna clean up the, 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 the room. And he, to which Brandon yeah. Plush replies, "I didn't make the mess." And it's like, well, now it's time to learn a little empathy, Brandon Plush. Yeah, uh, you gotta learn. You gotta learn how to deal with things like this. In his speech, while he's trying to teach him about empathy, Brandon just Brandon Plush tunes it out and just lets the words hum in the back of his mind while he's thinking about revenge. And and it's like at that point where I'm like, cool, we're we're gonna kill this kid. Right. Like, yeah. Right. And I <laughs> and I'm with you, Kevin. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing, RL. You want to make Brandon Plush so bad that we want to see Brandon Plush suffer. But yeah. I'll argue I'll argue against the ending and how it all worked out. That's all I'll say. We'll get there. Sure. Oh, 
I, I'll I'll suggest an alternate ending Please. for the book Please. as I. This is one where I'd it. like to hear all of our our takes on it because it kind of it kind of drops the it, it drops the head in the last few. It yards. sure does. Uh, <laughs> that's a very mixed metaphor. Um, but yeah, I, I think like Brandon Brandon is one of the more detestable characters, and I think we've talked about this in the past. Of like, I have wanted these books to do more of a. Uh, tell me a you know tell me a, a, a parable tell me right. a, a, about a like someone who monkey's paw they wish for something and they got what they wanted was too much or they're yeah. getting you know they're seeing the sins of their own de- even the punishment that brandon goes through i don't even know if it it relays to what he does to people no we tried it tries to be a halloween carol and it doesn't quite hit what it, it, it's, not, <laughs> it's a little bit of Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge here, I guess. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That is kind of funny because it is not a redemption story at all. No, it's, it like it's it, a it's a parable, like yeah. you said. Yeah, it's a parable. What? It, all right, this is like, hey, imagine if in a Christmas story is that what's called? No, that's the other movie, Christmas Carol. Uh, Christmas Carol. Carol. Christmas Carol. Christmas story is you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Carol is if, if like Ebenezer Scrooge, he was a real shit person to Cratchit. And then the ghost showed up and just started to like tabletop him like over just, and over just again. elbow dropping, <laughs> atomic dropping. Yeah, like just spent the night just dragging him through the sewers. Like that would be the story. Did you just improve Dickens? Because that actually <laughs> yeah. sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good, right? Ghost of Christmas Future is like time traveling, teleporting around him, just like fucking, just fucking jujitsuing him. Fucking shoots him, uh, shoots him up with ghost bullets, like Fredo and. In the phone <laughs> booth and Godfather. Scrooge, I've heard you've been a real mean dick to my friend Bob Cratchit. He's going through a lot right now. How'd you like to eat a pound of coal, Scrooge? <laughs> That's a pretty sick book. I like that one. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, yeah. Man. He seeks redemption. They're like, no, drop his body in the ditch. And then they just do the. So, uh, Brandon Plush hates, hates, uh, Mr. Benson because Benson showed any kind of care and compassion for his life and decides now he's going to get it. He's going to get the Halloween, Halloween goose. So he's going to team up with his large friend, Cal, who's not quite as large as the mountain. You should realize that the mountain was cool because his best friend, Cal, is also a mountain of a person. Uh, but I, I love it because, uh, Brandon Plush lays out to his sister what he's going to do that they're going to break into uh mr benson's house to which he says you'll get caught and he says cal and i we're too fast and too cool <laughs> <laughs> is that the line That's we're too fast awesome. and too cool for death that's what they are i love that line it's literally the line cal and i we're too fast and too cool uh yeah. they they are like are we going to do the are we going to do the head the halloween halloween spooks yeah we'll do the headless technique but first to some level they keep clarifying we're not going to wear a costume. That's for kids. Brandon, what do you think you're doing? Right. Like, what do you think your mask thing is? That's a costume. You fool. You've played yourself, Brandon Plush, this whole time. So his mom makes him take Maya, his sister, and and her and her other seven-year-old friends, and Vinny, his cousin, mm-hmm. who's dressed up as Darth Vader, which I found very funny. Which is funny. It's just cool. a funny mm-hmm. image. Uh, and they're... She's like, you know what'll be good is putting Brandon and Cal in positions of power and trust. So that'll be <laughs> that was that's yeah. such a nineties thing to do. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, kids just need responsibility. 
the mom is definitely enabling Brandon plush a lot. The fact that the parents haven't acknowledged that Brandon maybe needs to see a therapist is is troubling and it's not right. Brandon needs to be in a place where he can't exploit anyone. <laughs> Paul, like you're always saying, we used to have many more jobs for sociopaths. <laughs> we used to have jobs where they would <laughs> they would kill a, a king with a really messed up field would call in a, a sociopath and put him to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he immediately ditches the seven-year-olds. He immediately just abandons them. But Vinny's like, I feel safe with you two guys. <laughs> the funniest joke of Vinny of like him having a hard time breathing to catch up sounded like Darth Vader for real. That was, was, cle- that was a clever moment, RL. That was a good moment right there where, where yeah. he was doing the... the very so they abandoned very they abandoned a bunch of seven-year-old girls on Halloween yep. and said, someone will take them home. Yeah. Sure. And and then they throw Vinny into Deadhouse Three or whatever. (laughs) It is yeah. It's not the house of this book, but it is just a a scary house. Yes. Hear Vinny scream and shrug and go. It'll be fine. It's funny because they built up this house, and then we're made to think that Mr. Benson's house is actually scarier. uh, To which we're proven wrong later. But you are like you were like taught that this house is really scary although a very scary thing happens when they drop Vinny off at the house they send him up to the dark house uh, yeah. and they're like go trick-or-treat there and we'll wait here for you Vinny we promise we won't run away like we just did Vinny runs up they hear a shrill scream to which they run off and then they hear <laughs> another shrill scream that's cut off midway through the scream and then yeah. and then Cal's like maybe we should go back and Brandon Plush says, no way, I cried. He's fine. He just likes to scream. Besides, if something bad happened, it's too late anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> even Cal, is, even Cal, who shoved a kid in a locker a few pages earlier, is like, I, I don't it, know. It's kind of like, this is a little too fucked up for me, Brandon Plush. Maybe this isn't cool, thinks Cal. But then he's like, no, what am I saying? I, I kept waiting for Cal to have the turn. Yeah. It's like, That'd no, be kind of not, fun. Not cool. When he said those words, I said... I am not someone who condones violence, but I did at that moment wish that Brandon Plush would fall off the ravine into the ravine. <laughs> well, put a put a pin in that, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're because we're skipping over uh, Cal and Brandon stealing a child's trick or treat bag. Oh my god! And then yes, gorging themselves on the contents. They they binge this. This isn't just like oh they stole some kids' candy and then laugh about it. They like hide around a house and just like gorge themselves. Brandon Plush pours a bag of M and M's into into his mouth and does not chew. He swallows. He them doesn't all. taste them. He doesn't <laughs> taste the one. Doesn't even want to taste. It's it's the theft from the kid that that's where he's getting his nourishment from. <laughs> right. They, yeah. He he is fully satiated off of bullying. This, the rest of this is a victory lap. Yeah, he's like, I love Halloween. Like, this is his favorite part of the holiday. Do you guys ever have M&M's minis? Yes. Yeah, they're fantastic. I, I, I think they're kind of fucked up. Is it because they're like, they turn into like candy water? Like you bite into yeah. them and they're just gone? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Can- well, sorry, candy water? Well, cause like, it's like a drinkable M&M. Yeah, you, you gotta oh, drink. Sure. As you said on the continue episode, <laughs> uh, uh, the M&M continue episode, you gotta drink them. I would do the thing where I would like, I gotta make these M&M minis last, and I would eat each one and pretend I'm a giant. <laughs> I know, I would do that too, Chad, and I, I honestly would be like, I'm like a giant person. But you know what? Like, it, it was never satisfying. Like, you ate one, and it did... Because, like, the satisfaction of an M&M is the crunchiness, right? The crunchy yeah, bite. And, sure. then, and then the creamy chocolate deliciousness. But you don't get that from one. You just get, like, a little peep, 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 peep. You know, like, it's, like, nothing. Yeah. 
Do you guys ever get a sense of like guilt probably implanted on you by some adult from like if you eat more than one piece of candy at once, you're like, God, I'm really I'm being a real hog right now. <laughs> I'm having three Skittles at once. No, I would absolutely gorge myself on candy as a child. And I never felt any guilt about it. Chad, I'm a busy man. I don't have all day to eat my candy one piece at a time. <laughs> and plus, if you do that, you're losing out on the combos, dude. And maybe not true. with m ms but with Skittles. You gotta have more than one at a time, because you can That's have true. an orange one and a yellow one. Yep. And you're like, wow, it's like an orangey lemonade. I, I thought it was m M&M, and were weird in that they, like, they marketed and present. M&M's marketing has, is many troubles, right? right. We're, we're not even talking about sexy M&M's, mm-hmm. or that they eat the M&M's, crunchy guy, like they're all gonna eat them. Uh, yeah. the Eminem's Winnie's, they were like, they were presented like a, a nano swarm plague. Oh, yes, they were, they were like gray goo. <laughs> they were like, there's some sort of thing of like, even the Eminem's fear the minis. The swarm yeah. of locusts uh, that was the Eminem swarm. That's right. A Michael God. Crichton book, basically. <laughs> I'm just got to keep them contained. Regular Eminem's were body horror, and then and then mini Eminem's were uh, apocalyptic cosmic, horror, cosmic yeah, apocalyptic po- horror. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon Plush and Cal uh, gorged themselves on on chocolate. The child they stole it from is crying around the corner from them, and yeah. they, yeah, they and they. They they sit in the in the sight uh, within earshot of the crying and just continually gorge themselves upon bars of candy and they even they're about to leave the candy at, and Cal is like should we leave the candy right. and Brandon Plush is like no that's for later we'll need it for more for more terror that we're going to put upon these children full fucking bars full not fun size full bars full bars full bars yeah uh just not even chewing them just right down the just throat. down the gullet <laughs> just just massage my throat <laughs> they go they go to mr benson's house they make fun of him for having a van i guess um which is a strange <laughs> yes. it's just a strange thing to pick on uh <laughs> i'd love to have a van i think it'd be very convenient yeah Oh my god, my dream car when I was in high school is I wanted to get a big, big van and like make a little mini rec room in the back. That was the whole dream. Dude, a van is just a truck that you can use in the rain. Wow, wait, hold on, let me think about that. A yeah. truck? Yeah. All the yeah. stuff that would be in the back of your truck that would get wet? Not in a van. Think about it, America. You ever see one of those trucks where they add the, they add the cab extension on top of it, so it looks like a little... And then it just says that they just make a van, they just pay to have a van. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad, yeah. it's sad, really. it's sad that they do that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's desperate and it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) So they they make fun of him him for his van. He pulls off and they start to walk up to the house to do their antics when they see two evil dogs running at them. But the dogs are stopped by Mm -hmm. chains to which they laugh and walk around the dogs. They're it, like, ha ha ha, we have thwarted dogs. We have dogs. These are not good guard dogs because they're put perfectly in a parabola or in, in a uh, arc where they cannot stop any invader in the home. So they're not very good. You know what? Here, here's here I'll say. The one negative thing of Mr. Benson, don't be one of those guys that keeps your dog chained up outside. That's not cool. Don't do that. Right. Let them be free. Let Get them a, be free. Buy a fence, dude. Get a fence. Get a fence or let them be indoor dogs. Did you notice the dogs were described as having glowing red eyes? <laughs> yeah what was that i think mr benson is like some sort of like cerberus or like okay <laughs> uh-huh some sort of guardian to the other side or something like that because well he's, he's on sure. he's on the ravine he has a castle like house right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 
he might be some sort of like death guardian spirit or something. I love that. I I would already I was already thinking when we were talking about him earlier that it feels like Goosebumps and Goosebumps 2000 could really benefit from more of the Fear Street shared shared, shared mythos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the fact that there's just umpteenth amount of like haunted houses in these Goosebump books, where it's like the might as well, like you said, Kevin, the might as well just be Dead House three, right? Like. Yeah. Just let that be something like Benson just be a teacher What? because it doesn't matter to yeah. have him. He, he left. He has dogs. I and mean, there's a little bit of a myth about him. That could be real estate you use in, an, in another book. Right. He's a teacher. He's also a Shinigami or something. And <laughs> he's got he can like make a scythe appear from his forehead or something. Like, oh, my God. I love Mr. Benson. That guy's cool. Yeah. That dude's like level 99 at least. <laughs> These guys have played some Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> um, so they they break in to Mr. Benson's house, and this is where the book begins to go insane. Like yeah. RL is mm-hmm. maybe like looked up at the calendar and was like, "Oh shit, this is due to like to, to, <laughs> this is due tonight." All right. Um, they break in. They crack open the fridge. They find Mr. Benson's beer, and they're like, "That's why he's so big. He drinks a lot of beer." And I'm like. <laughs> What? <laughs> beer makes you big, kids. Beer has HGH in it now? Okay. <laughs> they drink They drink none of the beer. They drink none of the beer. But this whole time, Brandon Plush has been feeling a little sick to his stomach. <laughs> and I'm just going to read the quote of what happened. Please. Wait, but then I had a better idea because they're looking around for things to do. But then, Because I, I think uh, Cal's plan is, hey, let's throw his food all over his house. But then I had a better idea. I turned and staggered to the kitchen table, gripping the back of the chair. I leaned over and threw up all over the checkered tablecloth. I heaved up a lot. My whole dinner and all the candy I'd gobbled. Ugh, gross. Gross! Cal groaned from across the kitchen. Fucking sick. Makes me sick. He he projectile chundered all (laughs) over Mr. Benson's table and just leaves it there. And that's the prank. That's... What? Like what? <laughs> did this happen? Like what? <laughs> if someone did that to me, I would never get over it. Like I would if I if I came and just found spew and no idea who did it, I would never feel at peace. That's what I'm wondering is if this happened to RL. Like if, if RL was pranked and someone came in and bombed all over his <laughs> just house. Threw, just threw up chocolate all over all over the nice table. RL <laughs> knew a Brandon Plush. RL knew in RL a, ba- a Brandon Plush, and that's what this book is, is targeted at. This is a fuck you letter. One time in high school, someone shit on my friend's car. And <laughs> that's yes. fucked up. That's so fucked up. That was that yeah. was like Maybe kind of funny and maybe kind of traumatizing. Did they just strive to get it off? I, I think a hose was employed. Uh, a hose was employed, okay. At, yeah. at, a, at a house party in high school, uh, our good friend, our, our everyone loved Jen. And at the end of a party, someone shat in the back of Jen's truck pickup bed. She should have had a van. Wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have happened. Uh, <laughs> and it was a mystery that haunted us until senior year where one of the kids, like Chase, was like, oh, I did it. He, and then we were all like, that was fucked up, Chase. Why'd you do that? And then Chase was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm just going to do it again in college, though. Yep. <laughs> Try it again. Different crowd. Get yeah, workshop yeah, it. Maybe I sh- yeah. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a strange act to do to someone. What, I mean, 
shitting in a pickup bed, that's easy. Shitting on top of a minivan, that's right. kind of impressive. Right, at least there was like a lip to sit on for the shitting in the pickup bed. Uh, you know what sure, I mean? Sure, I get that. There's a little bit more of a natural bowl to yeah. a truck bed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and you can hide. You can do a recumbent shit. Yeah, unlike, <laughs> unlike a van, unlike a van, a truck is a perfect receptacle for shit. I've never done a, a line sideways poop, but uh, yeah, you just gotta yeah. you just gotta gotta support yourself. Uh, I guess a little bit. I don't even know if that would work. <laughs> like you're sitting honestly. up, like you're sitting up against a tree. You just put yourself up. You put your back against those little windows in the back of oh, the yeah. truck, and yeah. you just do your deuce right there. And again, <laughs> again, van life. Hashtag van life. Uh, you don't. This wouldn't happen in a van. Van should be marketed more as if you have one of these, no one can shit inside your car. That there, I'm writing it for you, Ford. Ford Motor Corp. <laughs> I'm writing your advertising for you. You can get the electro vans going. I got you. All right. So the commercial is someone in a in an open bed <laughs> truck is like hosing shit out of it, frowning, and then a yeah. perfect salt and pepper gentleman drives by <laughs> in a van. Look, gives him gives him a look and just shakes his head and drives off. Drives off. Vans. Hey, welcome to welcome to welcome to Don's Don's poop free vans. <laughs> Have you ever had uh, someone shit in the back of your car? Sure, we all do. Uh, <laughs> sorry to still continue joke. No poop in sure. here. No poop we in here. <laughs> no poop. No poop in here. Show a guy trying to poop on top of a van and fall off of it and just die. His damn head falls off and he goes to hell. Ghost hell. <laughs> <laughs> so then. <laughs> Brandon Plush dies. Is what happens next. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dogs well, get loose. So they vom, they vom, and then their next plan is to like, I don't know what this prank is, but they're gonna fl- they're gonna put the TV upside down so that I guess he, when he's done clean up the vomit, he's gonna sit down and watch TV, and it's gonna be upside down. I guess. <laughs> why? Why is? Why is? Uh, why is? Why is Cheers? Why is the bar upside down? What's going on? Oh, I've been got. He goes, my life has been turned upside down by this vomit. Oh, to escape into the world of sitcoms. <laughs> Where everybody knows my name. And they're always glad I, what? What's happening? Why is it upside down? Norm's walking in from the right instead of the left. I don't understand. How dare I try and intervene in Brandon Plush's life? <laughs> so they're, they're about to pull this prank when they hear what sounds like a door slamming. It's made it to sound like like Mr. Uh, Benson has gotten home, but no. But the dogs open the door. The dogs open the door. <laughs> escape. They both have guns. They both have guns. They escape their chains. When they bark, knives come out of their mouths. <laughs> Holy shit. What breed is that? It's a, it's a pointer. Uh, <laughs> oh, well done. Uh, they they get chased by the dogs through the home. It's terrifying. Yep. It's fucking terrifying. Yep. Brandon Plush does a full frontal sam- somersault through a window like a ninja, like a damn ninja. Yeah, and lands mm-hmm. out the door, out the window, leaving Cal behind to be uh, ravaged by the dogs. Uh, <laughs> he he turns around and Cal is yelling to him to help, and he thinks about helping briefly, but then a dog gets out, and he goes, fuck this, and runs <laughs> off, and leaves his friend to be, again, ravaged by the dogs. Yes. Does he also does he also leave uh, Candy as a decoy for the dog? That's later. Some point, that's, that's later. later. Okay. That's later. And, okay. and we didn't talk about Raven's Ravine, but they, they uh, Mr. Benson's house, we've talked vaguely about the ravine, but Mr. Benson's house is by a place called Raven's Ravine, a yep. famous ravine in town, where, the, where there's a 10-foot jump across a 
precipitous drop. It's and- where an angry god cleft the earth in twain. <laughs> <laughs> and now the teens use it for dares. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had anything similar to where you grew up, but we definitely had in Indiana and Bloomington, there was like the limestone quarry that yeah, you yeah, we had to jump yep. into. Mm-hmm. And then just like, oh yeah, uh, I'm told amounts of deaths. Like yeah. genuinely, Wait, just, was, it's was, a terrible place. Was there water and in di- it? And daring each... And there's, I mean, yes, but not enough. Hence okay. the deaths. Okay. Um, this is just a big open God's God of God scars. God's gaping butt crack. <laughs> yes. Yeah. God's gaping butt crack. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that kids dare each other to jump over ten feet wide. That seems pretty far. I was I was tempted. I didn't do it. I was tempted to re- to Google how far can a normal human jump because I wanted to know if ten feet was really that far. I looked up Olympic long jumping is around apparently 30 feet, which I was like, damn, that's wow. much farther than I thought. Wow. Uh, that that seems more than any human being without training could ever do. Yeah, it's like two, like, five-foot kids, so. That's a know. lot. That's a lot. If you put if you put two five-foot kids head to toe, yeah. you know, like, across, I'm not sure I could jump across both of those kids. Without hurting I, no. no, no, I'd land on one of their heads for yeah. sure. And, and unless there was at least like a height difference on one side, I could guess maybe you could like make it by fall. Right, you if know. you had a little a little elevation, maybe. But yeah, maybe. But Brandon standing jump plush says, I'm just gonna <laughs> standing jump across. I'm gonna flat foot this bitch. And he does. <laughs> and he makes it. End of story. Or does he? He totally makes it. He he blacks out, and then he when he wakes up, he's gripping the side of the ravine, and he scrabbles up. He does. I wrote this down because there's just there's a thing that RL likes to do, and RL like he you know what's you know the thi- you know what you know, but he he wants to insist that you don't know what you know until it truly was what you knew. <laughs> That's yep. RL's yeah. mo the whole time of every book. Yeah, he's like. It's not what you expect, even though it would make total sense for you to expect that. Yes. But guess what? It is what you expect. I lied to you. I lied to you the whole time. Oops. (laughs) Just joking. So uh, he he wanders around this creepy, lightless, uh, silent uh, town for a while. Silent silent Hill. The Silent Hill, if you will. Yeah, he, once he on the other side of the ravine, everything is quiet and empty. There's no Halloween, strangely, no Halloween celebration going on whatsoever. Yep. Uh, when he meets, he meets a figure walking the streets. Wearing the same one-of-a-kind mask that Brandon Plush owns. And he introduced himself as Norband. <laughs> <laughs> Now you might go, Norban, that's a weird name. Yeah, and I gotta say, RL, next time, just call him Nodnarb. <laughs> <laughs> we all see what you're doing here. We knew what it was. Did, he yeah. tries to hide it, but like quickly go in like, oh, uh, I prefer to be called Norb. Don't think of my full I know. name in the don't letters. Think, don't think too hard <laughs> about that anagram that don't I just said think, to you. The town's called Nilbog, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It's a goblin. <laughs> All right, so he goes. Norband Norb Norb is like Norb Norb Norb. Norb. That's what they say. Upside down cheers. They say when everything's not completely right. Wasn't that that Eddie Murphy movie? Norbit. Or- Norbit. Norbit. That's Norbit. what I'm thinking of. Norbit. So Brandon is like, "How do I get out of here?" Also, I'm hungry, and Norb's like, "Well, I'm going to a Halloween party. You should come too, or not. I don't give a fuck." And Brandon's like, "I guess I will." <laughs> 
but you gotta answer some of my questions about why everything's so mysterious. And Norb's like, I super won't. <laughs> I won't do it. Follow me if you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> was this where there was like the one kind of scary line? Because you're already like, well, this is this is hell. This is some right. sort of hell realm, mm-hmm. obviously. I think I think Nor Norbit says something like, "There's not a lot of kids here" or something, and I I'm going like, "Oh, that's kind of a poetic way to be like, there's more dead adults than kids." I don't know. I was trying to like look for anything in this. Right. I don't want to like contradict that, so I'm not gonna because I would be really bummed to find out if that was untrue. God, imagine oh, what that is in the book, or that you go to heaven or hell, and just like, oh man, it's all fucking adults. And I'm like 14. I got no one to hang out with. Jesus Christ. What is this? Every one of my family reunions. This place, <laughs> this place is a fucking heaven for Brandon. And it is literally, which we find out later. Mm. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. But if you it- were reading along with us. <laughs> um, yeah. So at the party, the party, it's a, it's a Bacchanal. It's truly, it's, it, it is a rager. Yeah. It's a Halloween rager in the undead lands. Kids are crumping. Someone's making out on the couch, for sure. Someone's got a lampshade on their head. There's mm-hmm. a super soaker indoors. It's crazy. It's wild. It's fucking wild. <laughs> they offer him a special donut, if yes. you will. <laughs> Which I was expecting a different kind of party at that point. Oh, you think like an edible? Yeah, I, was gonna gonna, be I like, thought he was oh, going to get. Man, now you're high. Thought he was gonna get I thought up. they were going to give him a Hertz donut. Oh, that would have been cool that, if it was like bully that hell. Great. Yeah, it kind of is, but I think it would have been really funny if it was just like bullies, just like all like legitimate bullies, like not even like what they do to him, which is prank bullies. Yeah, what they really do to him is prank bullying. Also, I love that to RL a donut it represents the ultimate purity. Like it is this beautiful thing <laughs> that is repeatedly sullied, like. Donuts are always seen as seen as like the most trustworthy thing in his books. Uh-huh. Like here, have a donut, and then either oh, I'm allergic to donuts or something. Right, <laughs> right. If it if a donut is is besmirched like it is in this book, it's yeah. the ultimate sin, and it is besmirched. They give him a they give him the special donut. And he bites into it, expecting a delicious treat. Turns out it's got worms inside of it. And then Norb, yeah. Norb and some other kid uh, decide to grab him and force feed him this donut. In which we are given a recounting uh, of Chuck Palahniuk's uh, level of gross outness. <laughs> you know, it's a brutal scene. And I, and I'm, I, I wrote in all caps in my notes, "Eat it, Brandon." Eat it. Like- I was, I was <laughs> into. It. This is our victory lap for us. This moment. Yeah, it's cathartic because you, you, the reader, have to hate Brandon right. at this point. So I guess he is. He's getting his literal just desserts, but. <laughs> Nice, Chad. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but like, it, it is—it's still not even what Brandon did to other people, right? Like, it is just—I think you called it a Chuck Palahniuk thing—is very accurate. We were just like, I, I felt the worms. I had to start chewing down on them and felt them sliding down my throat. Like, gross. This, genuinely gross. Just genuinely this is more gross. fucked up than most Goosebumps stories. This whole book is um, more fucked up. Yeah, because they they do this, then they shove his face into what they say is an apple dunking uh, barrel, but it turns out to just be a <laughs> sea of cockroaches. <laughs> Were you guys okay during this portion? I, I know I did this, not enjoy it. It was this pretty. Was a, this is a rough time. It was pretty gross at this point, and they're telling him he has to bite an apple, so he bites into a mouthful of cockroaches. <laughs> a mouthful of cockroaches. 
cockroach. The and also describes the the cockroaches going into his into ears, his ears, which is one of my biggest fears. I, yep. uh, as someone who had a bee in my ear, it's terrible. And it, what? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wait. How long did you have a bee in I got, there? Uh, we stepped on a hive one time, and the bee flew in my ear and stung me in, inside my ear canal. It fucking sucked. Jesus Christ, Paul. It's a pain. I don't know if I could pick myself up and continue on from there. I, 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 I screamed, I screamed, yow, like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> there was no other way to react. happened to you? No... But, Paul, the fact that you're here and talking to us is an inspiration to me. I just got to <laughs> yeah. be honest. That sounds like the worst fucking scenario. When you're ready to make my movie, I will give this the full story. <laughs> That <laughs> he fucking like made that shot down your exhaust port. Like he yes. fucking got it. Yes. I was I was like shooting womp rats to that bee. <laughs> <laughs> Paul can't see without his glasses. He needs his glasses. <laughs> is that a, is that a standby? No. That's a, uh, that's my, a my, my girl. girl. Yeah. My girl, I mean, yeah, yeah. The kid is killed, <laughs> the kid's killed by bees. Kid, kid yeah. killed by bees movie. That was a movie we all saw and all cried at in the movie theater. It was horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somehow more scarring than the bee stinging me inside of my ear. That movie. Yeah. Oh, man, when she, kiss, when she kisses his like dead body at the funeral and runs upstairs. Oh, so sad. It's a rough way to go being killed by bees. <laughs> killed by. Yeah, right? I, I mean,. I always go to the special part of the cemetery, the killed by bees part, and I pay my respects to the people who were killed by bees. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun if the cemetery was like kind of curated like that, like a record store. Fell, fell down God's gaping butthole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 spewed until they died. Whatever, you know. <laughs> Very ghastly crumb tinies. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is that reference? Guess uh, Ed, an, Ed, an Edward Edward Gorey Edward Gorey yeah oh uh, yeah I should, I should that one up oh you haven't seen yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen Edward Gorey wow I, I know he- Heidi the the girlfriend Heidi is obsessed with Edward Gorey I should look that yes, up yes I, I that was right in Heidi's wheelhouse I feel oh like. yeah Gasly Chrome Tiny is tight it's tight let's go one <laughs> it's just an alphabet poem story thing it's cool yeah I love it. So so Brandon is getting waterboarded. Yeah, basically. Brandon Plush is is tortured with cockroaches, has to bite into the juiciest bug, a cockroach, and ugh, then ugh. And, and but does it and survives, and then is forced to play Snake Twister. Yeah, okay, this yeah. is where they lost me. How do you top a mouthful of cockroaches though? Like there's right. no third beat. Snake to, Snake to Twister should have been first. Snake Twister was the least scary of the three. I, I thought I thought they were doing something interesting with Twister at first because like oh yeah they're name checking an actual like game you can buy mm-hmm. um, as opposed to something that was invented in the 1800s right uh, and I get as someone who's claustrophobic I and who never gets invited to play Twister Chad, because I was a big boy I thought that that yeah. was what was going to happen too because the body of the person above Brandon Plush begins to grow heavy as as he is encumbered by the arms wrapping around him and I was like oh they're going to do like a squishing thing and it's going to be scary because it's claustrophobic yeah. but they don't go in that direction it was genuinely working where they're like kind of like each each kid is like locking Taking arms an arm in away, there and yeah. there's no sexual tension to this whatsoever not at all and 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 for whatever reason when it just became like and then the limbs became snakes i'm like okay so none of this even matters if this is just nightmare on elm street anything can happen i don't care right uh that's where it lost me personally right yeah it happens yep i mean 
there are many exit points for this place for this fucking story to lose you (laughs) or i'll make sure of that but like yeah kids into snakes on a twister thing just sort of felt a little bit like uh, third thing whatever so brandon sees his exit and runs out and we get like a really beautiful line about this netherverse afterworld Mm -hmm. place oh yeah what is it (laughs) Uh, black trees swayed silently against a charcoal sky. That's great. I like that a lot. That's yeah. great. That's great. Good imagery, RL. I I actually quite enjoy that. RL has some solid images in this one. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, uh, uh, crunching down on some bugs in your mouth sure sure stuck with me. Oh, yes. I, yes. I find when RL is allowed to be like kind of agrarian and talk about like the seasons and like, right. uh, uh, trees and weather and that sort of thing. He's actually quite poetic. Like, yeah, there's a great moment in this where he's walking home, kicking his school bag with his feet, and mm. and as he goes through the uh, fallen leaves of fall, and it's cool and it's nice and it it takes you back. It's a it's a very good evocative picture. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if RL was like secretly the you know Norman Rockwell poet type guy, but he just found <laughs> he just found writing gross out books for kids to be more profitable. <laughs> I think that's. Exactly I feel like if RL wrote this one, he was getting some. I don't want to say getting his rocks off. I, I think he was like he was getting something out of him by really like punishing this kid. Right. There was a lot of like. This is like an Eli Roth movie or something where I'm like, is this just for you, dude? There like, was a Brandon Plush in his life. I'm telling you, there was there exists a Brandon <laughs> Plush in his life and he is taking out all <laughs> of his right. vengeful anger upon him in this book. Yeah, but in a way that your editor will allow you to do. Yes. <laughs> Eating cockroaches is fine. I'm surprised how far he went with this one. We're about to get to the point. Kids can't drink the beers, but they're allowed to be force-fed bugs. Yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So a bunch of zombies spring up from the ground. For some reason, but it's cool. Yeah, it sounds abrupt, but that's just how we how we do. We're trying. We're closing out the book. There's only so many pages left. Yeah, I don't know what the, the zombie arms really were supposed to do, other than scare him to run across to back to the ravine and yeah, to, to make the jump. I, I, I thought it was like a tease, maybe because they're like yelling, "Take me with you." So I'm like, "Oh, this is definitely if you haven't picked up that this is the afterlife. Right. This is yeah, other dead people saying, "Bring me back to the other side." Right. True. Um, true. Yeah. Bring me to life starts playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes his way to the ravine uh he looks back and he sees the kids from the party including a girl in a monkey costume which i just find to be the most wonderful imagery <laughs> as yeah. well well you know that's the girl that's gonna do like really fuck you up i feel like yeah right and i think th- i think rl does something really subtle here that is fun which is uh, when people are wearing generic Halloween costumes like vampire, mm-hmm. monkey, non-branded stuff, Mummy, yeah. you're you're not in reality. You're in some sort of alternate weird like 1950s world or something. Okay, sure. when yeah. they're wearing Darth Vader, Disney princesses, that sort of thing, you're in then 90s. you're in actual reality. Right, where everyone's wearing mm. branded content that they don't know that they're just an advertisement of because they're children. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely evokes a different era. I mean, I guess we'll also find, like, these kids died who knows how long ago, and they just have Halloween parties forever, right. or maybe just on Halloween. Right. So he looks he looks down the ravine, and he sees a body, and he's like, oh, no, Cal followed me, and he fucked up. No, Cal, my hubris. Oh, wait, no, that's me. <laughs> that's yeah, me down there. He can't process for the first bit of it that he has died, and it takes him a really long time, but he finally gets there. He realizes he's Like an dead. idiot. Can't fucking process you died, you fucking chump. Process your own <laughs> death, you fucking dumb ghost. <laughs> 
I thought this is potentially the most like visceral thing. I, he kind of wrote around it, but like he is looking down. I, I wish I had saved the page where he describes the body like wrapped around the rocks. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a this is a fucked up corpse. This is yes. the most. This is the most graphic death. I mean, I have has a child ever really died in one of these books? I don't think so, right? If it ever does, it's always like they got transformed into something right. or they disappeared. But this is like looking at a child's corpse. No, he's a ripped grocery bag of wet meat. That, <laughs> that is all that's remained of him. They talk about his body plopping when he moves it around. <laughs> it's described as plopping. It's fucked up. So that's like they, amazing. He, he, he's looking down and uh, Norb shows up. Norband shows up with the friends and they're taunting him and he's like please let me go back let me go back and they're like no you're stuck here uh and then Norb offers him a, a deal if you go back to the other side you're allowed to to if you can save three people that are being frightened you will be allowed to have your life back you can return to the regular life and leave the afterlife to which boy this is oddly specific rules oddly and specific you have rules. one hour and you have one, one hour, hour to do it yes and you can must do it within one hour and Brandon's yeah. like yeah I'll, I'll fucking do it and he's like alright cool and then we have a little false start because he goes down to his body plays with it it plops around a little bit and he's like I can't do this without my body and then Nor- Norb's like alright you can have your body and then he's got his body back uh, yeah. and then he's on the other side of the, he climbs up the other side of the ravine only to see that the dogs are gone at this point and he hears Cal inside being tortured by the dogs. So he runs yep. in, draws aggro. Uh, and yes, yeah. yeah. Fully draws aggro, is assaulted by two dogs, uh, and is never bit on the skin, which I'm like, if you were attacked no. by dogs, that is, they're not just getting genes, but they only get genes. Well, maybe Mr. Benson trained his dogs Ooh, to subdue rather than subdue kill. Subdue and not kill, sure. yes. That's why they're going for the cuffs and whatever. They're just trying to pin the the perp to the crown. We stand a king. All right. Mr. Vanson <laughs> is the best. Non-lethal takedowns only, boys. I, I feel like he's got a tattoo on his back that says no more deaths or something <laughs> like that. Like, he's killed enough. He's retired. He's just like, I got to make some lives better instead of taking he them was away. In Co- he was in Kosovo and he decided to try to help people <laughs> rather than like... <laughs> Earn more. Uh, <laughs> I also kept thinking, like, at some point, any part of the fact that Cal is puppeting a destroyed. I was like looking for like this is my reference, monkey bone, where like the body is just still fucked up, but Cal like oh right, he's like cracking it back into shape uh-huh. and like Chris Kattan, and no, his body's just back to full health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, it's back to full health, supposedly, seemingly, uh, except for the dogs fucking it up. Uh, yeah. but so Cal escapes Brandon uh, plus realizes that uh, dogs love candy which is not true um, it actually no. kills them so he kills Brandon some dogs kills he kills two dogs by poisoning so he kills yeah. two dogs by poisoning them and escapes the dogs he uh, kills two non-lethal dogs who are just trying to be good boys and defend their defend their pack and yep. then he runs off to find someone else to help he finds Vinny who's being menaced by a, a a ghost that's head has been split okay. like vertically. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is another book. Yes. I thought this is like well, there's like like there's like 15 pages left in this or whatever. I don't know. He's gonna just find them being bullied. Chad, I was with you. I was like, how is this gonna wrap up after this? This is wild because it goes in a completely different direction at this point. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny is 
uh, is encountering a different story. Right. Vinny yeah. has his own book. Vinny has his own book <laughs> that we're, that we're yes, missing out yeah. on. Yeah. This this haunted house. Yeah, Kevin, you were just describing it. It is a really interesting ghost where like you can see its brains through its skull yep. and it's like stomping around. This is something from like the evil within. Right. It's a great it's a great design for a ghost. It doesn't deserve the three pages that it gets. Right. Like, and 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 to be called a quote unquote ghost's pet, which is the thing that I didn't know existed. Yeah, it turns out the house is the actual ghost, and we didn't have time for to dive into what that means right when brandon shows up to do his headless routine to try and scare off the ghost the ghost just kind of seems insulted and then walks away yeah. <laughs> brandon plush is being culturally insensitive to yes. this ghost yeah pretending to be a ghost yes definitely to this ghost and i think you're right kevin i think this ghost the ghost's pet is like well, i think that's this. being want... super like weird about it like that's being kind of fucked up by calling it the, <laughs> the headless ghost a pet but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just gone. He, he just gets pieces. out. He he pieces. He pieces and then he sticks his his owner, I guess, because uh, he's the pet on them, yeah. which is the whole fucking house. And uh we have a really elongated sequence of the house closing in. It's the trash compactor sequence of Star Wars, but like really long. <laughs> the, these pages are a blur to me. I don't even I couldn't even like recognize it's what was happening here. Vintage RL where it's not a lot happening, but a lot of words to say it, right? Yeah. Where it's just like really elongated. The He's reaching for a flashlight for like two pages where it's like he picks it up, tries to turn it on. It doesn't work. The batteries are dead. Drops it, picks it up again, bangs it. Lights come on. Then it, suddenly it's working, right? And then like all of that could have yeah. been accomplished. In two, I get that they're trying to build tension, but I'm sorry. It's not working. It's a lot of things almost happening. Exactly. This feels Kevin, a yes. lot like RL was kind of like, I don't know how I'm going to wrap this up. I got 20 pages. Ah. Uh, right. Poltergeist yeah. house, maybe. Right. And yeah. then, uh, well, that's the second one. So how do I top that? Maybe the third one is just a girl's being bullied. Yeah, like, like, it's just really totally whiplash. Well, yeah, it's this thing where he like keeps doing like the this rule of three thing but the second one is always way too big for the third one to like improve on <laughs> right right he, he goes uh he goes worm donut to cockroach dunk to snake twister and then from dog attack to ghost within a ghost mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now just some assholes who are better organized than him because uh-huh. like his last encounter to try and get like one more frightened kid saved uh tonight is his own sister is being menaced by bullies and like really getting kind of messed up because her candy's getting stolen and yep. her arms getting twisted behind her back it's really fucking mean and brandon being still a piece of shit and proving that this is not any sort of christmas carol situation where he's learning any brandon plush i'm sorry uh <laughs> is not learning is not learning any sort of lesson doesn't go Man, they're picking on my sister. Only I pick on my sister. No, he doesn't say that. He goes, Brandon Plush says, there's one last person being frightened. I can get out of this for myself. I don't care about her. Yeah. I care about yeah. me. Me now, me. He's a full sociopath. <laughs> me He's a full sociopath. Yep. Yeah. And so he like runs up and tries to do the headless routine to scare the bullies, but they immediately see right through it because they're, they're not children. And Brandon <laughs> doesn't know how to combat <laughs> such a clever foe. <laughs> They get El- they get Elden Ring. They thought they had the move set, and then the yeah. and then the boss was delaying its attack an extra couple of seconds and fucked him up. 
bonk. God, that's a what a hell of a delayed attack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have time for a full combo here. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Do one hit and get back. Get one. Do one hit and don't get greedy. Do don't not, do it. Don't overcommit, Brandon Plush. So what exactly happened here? Because I got confused about the physical geography of what happens to Brandon the next they, page. They were going to make him climb a tree, I guess, as punishment <laughs> for messing with them. And now he wishes he had his big seven foot tall friend Cal yep. uh, to help him. But he doesn't. So he's getting menaced by some bullies. And then um, his his timer runs up and his body reverts to its splashy ravine quality and he his his arm crumbles off in a bully's hand that's right okay yeah okay i read that as his head came off therefore the titular headless halloween and was very confused okay you know his arm just broke off Got and it. his his spirit just ejaculates out onto the bosom of heaven <laughs> and he's he's gone he's not part of the corporeal realm anymore but he's like ah i helped three people uh, but even though I didn't do it quite in the time limit, but I still did because those bullies aren't like bothering my sister anymore. So right. you gotta let me go back to the land of the living. And the ghosts are like, "Oops, just joking. just joking." Well, yeah, yeah. I just that this one detail of he he made it back home. He's a ghost, right? But then he decides to run back and jump over the ravine again. So at this point, the ravine means nothing, right? Yeah. I just remember going like, Brandon, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't make, don't step across that threshold. Well, yeah, it was. It's great because he's like, I did it, and he's yelling at at Norb across the ravine, and Norb is like, Come Norb. here, come here, mm-hmm. and fucking idiot Brandon Plush jumps back across, like you said, Chad. It's just like, come, like we know what's happening, Brandon Plush. This is where we finally, way too late, get the reveal of takes off his takes. I think he takes off two masks here. He takes off the 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 one of a kind mask to reveal that he has. Been Brandon the whole time. You didn't pick up that I was Nordband, <laughs> aka Brandon. I really got you, Nordband. And then reveals that he is also a ghost underneath the the Brandon face. That that was the mask as well, and he's actually just a ghost. And all the kids, the kids take off their mask, their ghost, and Brandon plus says, "Wow, that's fucked up." Hey, want to be friends about it and go torture people? Cool. I got everything I wanted. I didn't learn anything. Cool. Goodbye. Episode over. Yep, that's just that. That's it. That's That's it. it. So, like, here's my problem with this book of many, but this is my main problem Mm -hmm. is that this book is giving you a shitty main character because you're supposed to want to see the main character suffer. Then it makes the main character suffer as you expect it to. And then it only serves you with a circumvention of that at the end, which is just a fuck you to you, the reader, not to the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think RL ends it here. Um, to escape like a, a fair bit of censorship, I, I guess, or or to comply with censorship or something. Uh-huh. Like, I I think probably what happens next is they haul the cockroach uh, tub back out, and they're like, "Yeah, how about we hang out here for a bit?" Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the ghost uh, council is going to give him um, what he wants. No, he's a very low-ranking ghost at this yeah, point. I would imagine they're going to bury him underground like those other zombies for a while. Like You have to spend a decent amount of time underground being just like trod upon. Oh, you world. think it's like a cool kids club where only certain ones get to yeah. get to hang out and party? Yep. Also, is is Norband just like the, re- the reverse of a guardian angel? Is he a guardian devil? Guardian like, demon? He, he, yeah, he like exists to punish you in hell. Like he's your own, he's a demon with your name on it or whatever. Oh, I like that. I it's it's yeah though he 
the actions that Brandon Plush does in his time, I don't know, he's given Clemency a hall pass to go use his form again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does help make things better. But like Paul, you said I was frustrated with the hey, those last 40 pages you read didn't didn't matter. Didn't do much. Didn't do anything. I, I think if you wanted to end this book on a more like chilling, twisty note. End it at Oops Just Joking. Right. And then l- let it hang. Yep. Mm-hmm. Be confident in Oops Just Joking. Or or end it at the Halloween party, right? Like, he goes across, he jumped the ravine, he finds out he's dead, like, you died. Like, just that whole, um, you know, ping pong, ping-ponging back and forth was was unnecessary. Instead of making him go back to the real world to, to save three frightened children, he should have had to do continually more degrading acts in that world. And then done them all and been tortured and then had the oops just joking at the end. That's what I would have liked to have seen. I know we have the benefit of living in the year of our Lord 2022 Mm. and being like (laughs) as ironic as we want to be and not having to write under the constraints that RL wrote. I know we're being armchair authors and editors right now being like, this is all the stuff you could have done. And maybe there are very good reasons for him to be like, no, you couldn't. But this one, yeah, it just ends like a little bit of a, a fart for me. Yeah. It's a little fuck you to you at the end. If we had liked Brandon, I think I would have dug the, I would have dug the, well, now the king of Halloween gets his, uh, his ghost buddies to hang out with. Uh-huh. I don't know how you write a book where Brendan is likable. He has to be a terrible, terrible piece of shit. Yeah, he would have, to, he would have to have been like the, the Dexter of it all where like he loves to scare, but he only scares bad people. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like. I only kill, but I only kill people that are fucked up. I'm so, like, that. you know, Mister Mister uh, Mountain is the worst teacher, and he and he and he takes up kids' homeworks and rips it up, and it says you didn't turn in your homework. And then Brandon's like, "I'm going to scare that guy." That guy like, deserves a scare. That yeah, sort of thing. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. into that. I think that uh, this book is really fucked up because not only does Brandon plush get what he wants at the end of the book by being able to be a maybe maybe he's tortured for the rest of it but i thought i read it as he got to do whatever the fuck he wants uh the final gift that he gave his sister maya was that she got to watch him fall apart and die again in front of her eyes (laughs) i thought about that i was like those kids are going to that body is still there that's there like in someone's yard that's their trauma forever and now maya has to go to a therapist and be like you know I wish I could say it was actual horror or sadness when I saw my brother's body explode into garbage. But more than anything, I felt relief. You know, I felt good. He wasn't going to scare me anymore. And that was the yeah. most fucked up thing about it happening. <laughs> it's been better since he died. Yeah. Poor Mr. Benson coming home to find like sick dogs and chunks all over his house. Like I know. Someone, uh, just, the dogs probably vomited as well. It's probably vomit all over that house. That's the legacy of Brandon Plush: trauma and vomit. <laughs> Damn! Put that on his put that on his gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> Can you put him in the trauma? Uh, uh, my body will be put in the trauma and vomit uh, section of the cemetery. <laughs> File me under T and V. Either put me under T and V or put uh, put me in the uh, head fell off section. Uh, I think that's been an episode of Goosebuds. That's boys. a buzz. That's yeah. a headless Halloween. That's the most headless this Halloween's going to get. Uh, if you want to check out uh, more episodes, of course, we have the full feed on all podcast services. We've already hyped up 
uh, Camp Goosebuds. We don't always just talk about video games, but we'll probably talk about Elden Ring. And you can access that by pledging and supporting the show on patreon.com slash goosebuds. And Ice Church could learn about Ice Church uh, if you if you if you sign in to our Patreon. Uh, if you don't know what Ice Church is, get on Patreon and find out. It's great. You can join it. Do it. Uh, you can also uh, check out uh, we are cooking up some some spicy new uh, merch items, but we still have everything available on goosebuds.store. Uh, some wonderful apparel. Apparel, stickers, the, the mouse pads, maybe. Knives, swords, blades <laughs> of all kinds. <laughs> Get the official Goosebuds knife. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one? Do we make it? Is there demand? I don't You'll know. You'll have to check the store to find out. Do you, do you listening to this, have a knife company that you want to do a branded deal? Hit us up. We will only brand a Bowie knife. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Exclusively for stabbing buoys out in the ocean? For, sta- for, for stabbing ghosts. <laughs> Eldritch daggers only, please. Yeah. I'll, I'll only put my name on a Morgul blade, okay? Yeah, it's, it's a GDW, guys, a ghost defense weapon. <laughs> Yeah, so buy our knives, please, at goosebuds.store. Anything else, boys? I I I think that I think that's it. I think that's it. I need to go uh, torture every loved person in my life with the pranks now. Uh, I need to go throw up over some furniture. <laughs> that's fair. I need to pump a dog's stomach. So I guess I'll see you guys later. <laughs> bye bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. They live forever in the Book of Names. The Book of Names. Starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey, Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolzall. Kelly C. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Allocade. Mel Dipson. Zankeith. Afsheen. Danky McStanky. Low Belly Hate Me. Dango Twists. Brian Wells. Zentacles drives the Zamboni machine at the Ice Church on weekends. Yes. Zentacles. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I was going to get the past this, but I allow it. I allow it. Thank you for keeping the Ice Church smooth. Nice. Stealth Bates. Patrick Reynolds. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keaty. Calf. Third Sergio. Chad will make more Paranoia Shop the third. Will I, though? Question mark. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sniggy Ishak Arafin Gregory D. Warren Alan Saylor Cody Redfield Bradford Coulter Aiden Alexander Dice Reinfected Jar Jar Slinks Justin Wagman Chosen One Cardboard Walk Levi Fan Up and Champ Jonas Eggman Alicia Grafe Maloyster Carl. Something I love. Broccoli. Hey, pause for a second. I gotta get fall off. I, every time I think my brain's broken. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Joe. Brooke X. Uh, Bezos Christo, or aka Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a canonically approved version of the pronunciation of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Christian Van Skeever. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hopgood. Zach Connor. Trent Davis. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe quotes spooky digital ghost Tierney. 
Tom Whittem, Jonas Blatterman, Andrew Jadsack is wondering if Zankeith can consistently pull off their namesake spinning pile driver move. If so, impressive. Pretty impressive. Lord Cornwallis. Carson Birkenbean. Murphy P. Paul Grasso. Tevin Ticklebean is your new best friend. Joe, regular name, Scott. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Ooh, that, that feels like a new one. Have we had a Rushy Glenn that's, before? That, that's, a, that's, a, that's an adapted name. Rushy Glenn, love it for you. Wiggle it. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. Vincent Modica. <laughs> My voice cracked. Oh, I know. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I didn't plan for that. You just became a, you just became a real boy. <laughs> it only took thirty two years. Luke Canoodles. Hugh Bolin. Zam Bambino. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Mm-hmm. Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Brett. Adam, you goofed. Juan Jalapena. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misodalakis. Clay McCarty. Reed Stupendick. Matthew Stevens. Parker Lee. Joey Evans. Ham underscore boat. My name is Kevin. Sometimes I edit Kevin Cole's audio out of the episode and put on a mask of his face and respond to Chad and Paul. Wow, that was lucky and scary. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Carewise Gamgee. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily has BDE, Big Dwarf Energy. Hell yeah. The Crowfens. Mm-hmm. Matthew Sutton. Uncle Cool Brother. Cameron Hansen. Lee Wood. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Kelsey Kinneman. Generally depressing. Dom Sexy Ghost, aka Captain Sick. Russell Castberg. Xavier Jimenez. Brendan Arafin. Liam Neeson's Doe. Liam Neeson's Doe. Liam Neeson's Doe. Been wanting to watch Darkman recently. You should check that out. I don't know what that is. Oh, we'll talk about it. Right. Chris Putricus. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, yeah. Ben Bohan. Streak. Meet Virginia. Dungeon Kappa. Boss Garretson? Hey, Eric, it's gonna be all right. You're doing a great job. Great job, Eric. Who? <laughs> <laughs> MC Hamster. Zach Weir. Limp Duck. Alan G. Jessam. Ryan Stewart. Tobias Clark. Michael Kupka. Adam Muth. Jonas Enavoldson. Calamity Carl. Andre Villanueva. Germ Juice. Nick Johnson. Stephen Day. Ryan Carroll. Jeremy Bowser. Estamena, Lord of Paul's Pants. Megan McCormick Mason. The Davy Boy. Kenny M. Ninja Breadman. Dr. Diarrhea. Got little old moi, pretty franched. <laughs> Nailed it. That was good. Nice. <laughs> Peanutburg level 69. One of these days, Peanutburg, you're going to get max level. One of these days. Yeah, that's cap is brutal. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Scalafella. Dr. Chocula, close friend of Dr. Diarrhea. Like <laughs> they work together. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Chocula visits you first, and then you visit by Dr. Diarrhea. Yeah, same hospital. Jimmy Soul. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb! <laughs> Moon juice. A pair of Scots. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Bryce Deary. Matthew Brittado. Carbson. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bungholio. S.S.J. Trogdor. Some of Chad's bird friends. Nicholas Maloney. Midwest Indigo 13. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Oh, now I'm hungry. Mm. Thomas Jansis. Aaron Lord. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Redemption. Dr. Egg Drop Soupman. I prefer Dr. Robotnik Drop Soup. <laughs> a lot but, of doctors. Yeah. We've got a very high level. A lot of doctors. <laughs> what a collegiate podcast. <laughs> Burgers Tildeful World. 
Listen, guys, I just need to look nice and make me feel like a manic pixie dream girl. I agree. <laughs> Lucretia McEvil. Elm Realm. Mutant Astronaut. Henry Torbert. Chris. Adam Knapp. David Lynch. XXX. Brendan Fraser. 666. Oh, Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Soggy Newspapers. Wagmar Wigmere. Dakota Camp. John W. Chick. Milk Punk hyphenated. Not hyphenated. Milk Punk not hyphenated. (laughs) I was going to say, you are taking liberties there, sir. It's a very small font on a very big butter. (laughs) Skeletorin. Mr. Misfire. Someday it'll be a Dr. Mr. Misfire. (laughs) We'll all be doctors. Mandy Nasty. Lama Lad. Kiwi of Lerve. Serial Killer X. 976 Evil. Philip Reynolds. Gakenti. Detroit Red. Is Gakenti what that thing that they now say in the Star Wars overdub when when Greedo gets killed? He goes, Gakenti. Oh, man. what a, uh, McClunky is that. That's McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> I just hear Gakenti. In my head, that's what he says now. Nathan Gurney. Ryan R. Davis. McClunky. Scott Wable. <laughs> Kit Bush. Why did he say it? Benjamin Luther. What you say when you get shot is McClunky. Edgar's Crassus. <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. Uh, Pizza Bagel Rocco. <laughs> Died of McClunky. Dennis Wright. <laughs> no, just McClunky in quotations. Josh Howell. Jacob Rogers. Mr. Unimportant has good self-esteem. It's just a cool username that's never taken by someone else. Well, glad Smart. to hear that, Mr. Important. That's nice. You'll be a doctor one day. <laughs> You'll be <laughs> Dr. Uh Kumo Jackoff. Ali Safe. Liam Rogers. Evan Bowen. Girthworm Jim. Ooh. Cameron Ganseveld. Zach Bentley. Vosivi. Matt Scepter. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vita Zen. Dakota Kipper. Oh, that was another crack. Hold on, let me try that. Mm. Uh, uh, Dakota Kipper. Dom's dirted down low donger. Anthony Rodriguez. B. Taraku. Greg Musto. Anne Marie. Carlsville, except the pig girl sold all of the lemonade intentionally. Wow. Intra- wow. In- hmm. She reduced her supply. Big brain. Odin's eye hole. <laughs> um, gonna have to click on this to see if this link works. Does it work? Does not go anywhere. Uh. All right. <laughs> Welcome, new Patreon, www.givekevinmonkeys.com, a link that does not currently work. You know what link does work? GiveKevinMoney.com. Try it out. It's fun. But I, if you want to give me monkeys, I think that's too big of a responsibility, and I'm not really in the right temperate zone, but... Yo. I appreciate... I appreciate it. I, I appreciate You could it. handle, like, a gibbon. <laughs> I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared to handle Kevin. <laughs> this is a big step. And you know what else is a big step is Spencer Y joining us. Thanks for joining the Book of Names, Spencer. Welcome, Spencer. Also, welcome to the Book of Names. Hi. First time. Long time. Hi. Welcome, Allie Rose. Welcome, Sprinkle Buns. And welcome, Gelato Coon. That is the Book of Names. Thank you all for your love and support. Thanks for giving us money or monkeys or however you got here. Thanks for chanting into a dark cave. That that means a lot (laughs) that you did that. We love you all. Goodbye. Is that the plot of Darkman? Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. 
visit flypaper.fm.